0: Welcome to the Creative Cutie Discussions, a podcast designed to explore life on the creative side. I am Liddell Whaley, your host, design expert, and business owner. During our discussions, I want to take you on a journey through life as a creative to explore topics related to being a creative in a professional, personal, or recreational space. From exploring ideas to the challenges of balancing life as a creative, I want to use our time together to empower, inspire, and encourage creatives like myself to step out and do what you've never done before. Empowering you to flex your creativity in a way that makes you level up, show up, and glow up as your most creative self, bringing out the best in your creativity. Let's jump in to today's discussion. Hey cutie, thank you for joining me for this discussion. Let's do a recap. If you listened to the last podcast, then you're ready to go for this This podcast, but if you did not go back and listen to the last podcast, in that podcast, I talked about where did it come from, where did your creativity come from, or not where it came from, but what was the inspiration, the spark that started you on your creative journey. So, who was that inspiration? What was that inspiration? And I just encourage you to go back think back to where it all started and then what led you down the road that you're in so where did that creativity inspiration lead you what did it turn into for you so go back check out the first pod the the last podcast which was one podcast ago listen to that podcast last week's podcast and then jump back in on this one and Let's get this discussion started. Okay, so let's get this conversation started. So in the last last podcast, I talked about the seeds, the seeds that were planted. And as you know, there are seeds planted um, along the way, along your life's journey that are watered and they spring forth and bring forth you as a pretty bloom, a blossom. And so there has to be some point in your journey that a seed was planted whether it was at a very early age or somewhere along the way if you're you're someone like me it could have been just along the journey because as you grow you explore and you experience new things and different things so one seed might have been planted. Early, another one may be may have been planted later on. However, let's take a journey down these seeds. So I'm going to go through it as childhood, young adult, and adulthood. Because these are three prominent areas that I can um, identify. So in the childhood stage, let's talk about this. The childhood stage was my foundation and if you recall in the last podcast I talked about my Nana and Grandmommy being you know the two ladies who um really pushed me um Nana being the one who I sat with a lot and she kept a lot of the little notes that I made I still have those notes kept those notes in she pinned them on her mirror so even as growing up into my adulthood, I would go to her home and see these notes on her mirror, in her room and in her dining room. And so that was very prominent because I always saw that. It didn't register until much further down the road, how prominent that was, but it was there, it was present. My grandmother, my grandmommy, I should say, grandma, she kept my artwork. She was there, she kept it and Even though down the line as an adult, you know, even in in college when I I made things, she wanted, and she even wanted her own version sometimes. So um, there was at one point, uh, she came to my, um, it was my actual baby shower and she wanted a drawing. And so for her birthday, I recreated a drawing of her. And so she pushed me by Aunt Trish. Everybody who listened to the last podcast knows that she was the best colorer in the world to me as growing up as a child. Don't know if she still colors, but that's a great question to ask her. However, I digress. She was the best colorer. I don't know if that's a word, but colorer in the world to me. And that pushed me to love color theory. And... Note to all my designers out there, anybody who deals with color patterns, the ability to mix and create color to understand and apply color theory is a superpower. We'll get into that much later. However, just the ability to see how she colored to create and do things pushed me to a a desire of wanting to perfect my skills as a colorer and to be the best and at that young age that's about all it was when it came to being creative was the ability to color inside the lines so shout out to Trish for being the best colorer in the world when I was a child I don't know if she is now but I'm gonna ask her so then there was my mother her side hustle listen to this her side hustle became my career my first degree my mother's side hustle became my career, so that lets you know that although God took my mother when I was fourteen, she had already planted a seed so deep that it became a part of who I was. so those four things were very prominent in my my childhood. One more thing that I believe really helped set the tone for me in childhood was actually school. I was in a private school from kindergarten, the same private school, from kindergarten until my freshman year of high school. And in my elementary days, I would volunteer to do the bulletin board. As a child, I was doing bulletin boards for my teachers. You know, I don't know why, but I did, you know, had a choice to go outside. Now, I did love my sports, basketball, you know, softball, volleyball, all those things. I did love to play those things. However, I did love art as well. And so I would opt sometimes to stay inside and build a visual bulletin board versus going outside to play, get hot and sweaty. Go figure. So one other thing that was very prominent to me that I can remember to this day was in sixth grade I had a teacher, her name was Miss Mungins. I can't remember her last her first name, but her last name was Miss Mungins. Miss Mungins was the teacher who had the best writing in the world. When I tell you she wrote like she was typing it and that stuck with me. So if you look at my hand writing to this day. It is very neat. Probably not nowhere near as neat as her because it it took forever for her to write stuff which drove me nuts. But the simple fact that it was very neat and what made me like that was the presentation. I'm very big on presentation. How do how does it look? How does it come across? So that was very prominent to me. Now the last person that was very very prominent in my my younger years was Mr. Hagemeyer and anyone who went to start high school Toledo, Ohio, who had art knew Mr. Hagemeyer. I won't say his nickname that students called him, but you can imagine. He was the art teacher and there was something about me that he truly believed in. Now, mind you, my skill, my craft is the visual arts on the computer you know, presentations, graphic design that's my bread and butter, that's my superpower, that's my spice. However, in my early years, I did venture off and try things because your creativity is not just in what you do best, but it's how you express yourself in other ways. So, back when I was in Mr. Hagemeyer's class, one of the things he did was expose us to more than just the thing we were good at. And so I learned pottery and I made things in pottery class. I learned how to screen print and make t-shirts and screens. And I did a lot of different type of artwork, painting, and, and a lot of things that I didn't really know that I could do, but he pushed me. And the reason this man stands out to me is because we used to have a student art show. And for many years, he would not let me put my stuff in the student art show when I was in school. When I left, he still had my things. He kept them as an example for other students along the way. He held on to that work for many years. And I want to say it wasn't until my son became a student at the school that he finally got rid of it when they um when he had to move rooms they had a big art show and he got rid of old things and he finally sold off my items and the fact that that teacher who only knew me as the the young Liddell high school you know I switched to that school my sophomore year because I I had just lost my mom my freshman year and I just didn't want to go back to the old school long story, but who cares? We won't go into that. However, he saw something in me that my mother obviously saw and some other people along the way, but he believed in me. And all of these people, if they weren't an inspiration just by what they did, they were someone who believed in me. And so my childhood was an opportunity for seeds to be planted some i didn't quite understand and i guarantee you the more we keep talking i'm going to think back and there's going to be another seed that will pop up because it's not until sometimes that something triggers in the present or something sprouts up that you realize that it's been there all along so The childhood, those seeds were planted and I can tell you I am truly grateful for all of those seeds because now they have given me a platform that I can stand on as a firm foundation and it truly has helped me set myself apart from other people in the field and just make me who I am. Alright, so let's talk about young adult so as a young adult this is the point where my foundation had been set even if i wasn't really sure of that foundation that foundation had been set the seeds had been planted so during my young adult stage was that searching searching for who i was as a creative i knew very young that i wanted to do something creative Didn't know what that would be. Didn't know how that would really work. But I knew that I had to do something that was going to be in the creative realm. So very early on, I did what now I know to be freelance work. Heck, when I first got started, it, didn't really know what it was. Probably didn't get paid for things I should have got paid for. But I digress. Freelance work. Freelance work is always a great way to get experience, to jump in, to try things, to do things, you know, ways to just get your feet wet in the field. Ways to get some experience. However, what I know now is I should not have stayed in that freelance realm as long as I did. However, we'll get to that at another day. Mark a pin in that. Don't stay in freelance too long. However, freelance was very beneficial for me. Freelance helped me cultivate my creativity. It helped me identify my strengths. It helped me identify my weaknesses. It also helped me identify what I would like to do and what I don't want to do. But it gave me experiences that allowed me to be well-rounded in my creativity. Now, everybody is not going to be in... The creative industry like I am and have multiple hats that they can wear. I will admit I can wear multiple hats when it comes to the creativity um, and what is put forth on a project. Now God allowed me to do that. Obviously now that I take a step back and look back at where I came from That was because he was preparing me for where I'm going. And as a CEO, as the head of the organization, it is imperative to really understand every aspect of the business. That way, when I present my company, I can honestly speak to what we can and cannot do. I can honestly show and explain the overall process versus throwing things out there praying that my team can catch it and make it happen so freelance do it try it even if you're trying to get into something so since you may be doing a job that you you know you're working at a store you're doing something you might be working at a doctor's office but you want to do your own creative business on the side freelance is okay freelance is okay try it because you'll never know that you don't like it that you're not the one for it unless you give it a try however do not stay in that realm long push yourself to learn as much as you can but once you get to the point where you feel comfortable in stepping out there and I shouldn't even say comfortable once you get to a point where you can do the work where you can honestly put forth a great effort then you want to stop and try, stop the freelance and try something else. So yes, when it comes to freelance, just give it a try. Trust me, you don't, you don't have to do it for many years. Sometimes you may only do it for a year or two, but definitely use that time to explore and get your experience. So when it comes to trying different industries, you will the reason I suggest this is because you want to get in where you can show up your best self creatively. So for me, I first began in the 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 um, broadcast media industry. Not that that wasn't my best self uh, creatively. Creatively, I learned so much. So I started off as a graphic designer, and this was still my young adult times because. Um I was a young mother fresh out of school. I just had my associate's degree. Um, so I was still kind of figuring life out. Got my got a got my associate degree in graphic design and I took a job graphic design back then, ten dollars an hour. Yes, I'm taking it, okay? So I took it and I was miserable in that first job as a graphic designer because they did the switcheroo they gave me the the lower position and the lady who had been there for a long time, the, the head position, even though I interviewed and filled out the application for the head position, neither here nor there. I wasn't there, but not even a month, not even a month because my internship that I did at the TV station during my degree program, I was called back to actually take on a part-time role. And one thing my my professor taught me was to always learn in every situation. And when I went into that that TV station as an employee, I took that to heart and I still take that to heart. So, you know, the great thing about working in the TV station was I would get to work and there was a list on the desk and you had to create all these graphics for the news, create all those graphics and then there was downtime and I would use that downtime to learn things and that's when I would try tutorials, I would learn new skills and I ended up at that TV station for six years and I did not stay in that one position. I transitioned throughout that station and went from just a part-time graphic designer to a full-time graphic designer and then I became a production associate where I began to work in on the production side so I learned how to work the soundboard I learned how to direct things even though I wasn't the director but I learned how to do that stuff I paid attention and I also work ran the the graphics machine that will call the graphics up during the station or during the actual newscast but I also learned how to floor direct and run the cameras in the studio and run a teleprompter so Fast forward to Now Life, that now comes in handy in the business side. And as an author who just finished their live production, I understood the process. So we'll fast forward to that eventually. We'll get to that story soon. But that experience helped me so much. So I didn't just stop there at the the production side. I then began to flex that creativity. Um, As a production person, I began to help with the production of the commercials. And ultimately transitioned over to working with the creative side for the commercial production and began to write and produce the commercials and the the special shows that the TV station would put on. And prior to leaving, that was my role to work in sales, work with them to produce and to write the commercial productions and the special sales production shows that were created by the station. So, that industry industry experience was a huge help for me now i didn't stay there like i said i was only there for six years um i have worked in marketing departments you know i will say that i do tend, tend to maintain a, a job for a at least a few years um back then i didn't just skip around because it was very important to me to maintain you know good solid income however i will say that i've I have had my experience. And one of the most prominent things was working in the education field. And once I got into that realm, I began to find my footing. I began to find my pacing. And so I was in the the education space. First, it's just a teacher. So when I was getting my bachelor's degree, after the TV station, I did go back to school and get my bachelor's degree. While I was there, my advisor um, was awesome. Ms. Ham was awesome. She helped me write my program because I did an IDVP, Individualized uh, Studies Program. And so I wrote why I should take these courses. So I did graphic design, business, and communications. So a, a kind of a combination of where I was, where I, where I had been, where I was, and where I wanted to go graphic design, you know, the communications, broadcast world, and then business. So it helped shape me. But what she did did was expose me to helping her with her online course. In that, I began to write and develop. Not write, but I began to help her design like how it should look, you know, whether it was just presentations or uploading content. I was doing small things to help her. And with that, she invited me as, once I finished my, my degree, I she invited me to do the summer as a, uh, a study with her to help her with onboarding students. So I got an opportunity to do that. And that led me to that teaching space. And I began to teach graphic design for ITT Technical Institute. And so I was actually teaching in that space, for ITT, and then I took on, you know, Owens Community College back in Toledo, and a few other schools, uh, community schools along the way, but I was in that space of teaching graphic design. Not only did I teach in person, but I taught it online, and I ventured into some other courses, some beginner courses, just technical um, help courses, technical strategies, and business professional courses as well. But the thing i liked about that most was teaching the different different spaces helped me really spread my wings and apply a lot of the skills that i learned in the professional world so many of those years i was teaching and working in the field but then there was some portion of that where i was solely in the classroom and so while in the classroom i would explore different ways of teaching and different ways of trying things and that's where my passion for instructional design grew. And the thing about it was I was able to merge my creativity with my teaching. And that's where I decided to go back for my master's degree and get my degree in educational media design and technology. So throughout that young adult life I was really exploring. I was searching, trying to find who I was. And so in that time I also found myself fighting for my place fighting for my place because back home you know I would meet people who would say oh she's in good in design and she's a graphic designer and oh that's so cute that's so great which one of the reasons why I came up with um, my tagline back then my freelance name which was one creative cutie <laughs> sounds familiar right so one creative cutie was born out of my freelance life out of the 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 desire to have a unique name, stand out, to be recognized and not just one designer in a sea of designers. I was always trying to establish and make my place. So when it came to my young adult life, I explored, I tried and I I didn't I didn't turn everything down. Sometimes I look back and probably say I should have But I did try and I did venture out and do what I could to really do what I needed to do in order to establish myself. So let's move on to the adulthood. Now, I guess I can say the adulthood really came about my 30s where I really started to see, okay, this is where... I want to go. This is where I want to be. And that I would say that was when I came to the realization that instructional design would help me merge graphic design and truly be in a space that I enjoyed. Now, what's very I- ironic and unique about this is as a young child, I did not really like school, didn't like reading, didn't like those things. And ultimately, my mother would always tell me you are above average you have to work hard to get where you want to be you are above average she always repeated to me that and i used to think oh that's not a good thing to say maybe she maybe she meant something different but it wasn't until now looking back she had to tell me that so that i could push and keep going and keep trying and keep working and You know it's always been in my head you're above average and that doesn't mean that I'm above you that doesn't mean I'm I'm greater than anyone it's that push in me to let me know that I'm just not you know anyone I am someone I am I am the expert that I'm trying to get to be and so that's where that adulthood kicks in that professional life um where now i went from trying to prove myself to becoming so trying to prove that i was the designer that i knew i was trying to prove that i could do the job and do it well and trying to prove that i belonged in the space that i was in you know graphic design instructional design any type of design space is oftentimes predominantly male-driven um and even if there are women in the space we have to work harder to show that we know our stuff um even when it came to being the 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 chapter or the the chairman of the department the design department the department chair for um the school of um design at itt technical institute there were other women there and before i left it was predominantly women as the chairs But we had to really work to get there. And it wasn't until I got to that space to start seeing that I belonged that proving myself didn't become as hard as I wanted to be. I had to stop proving and showing. And so in in becoming the chair, that helped me see that I belonged there. And becoming the chair, it, it showed me that now I had to show that I was the expert, that I knew what I was talking about, Um, not trying to um, prove to everyone else, but just to believe it in myself Um, and to show that in the end, I was above average and that I had a little more knowledge than maybe the average person. I was someone who could help other people. So, in in becoming an adult and in bec- stepping into my thirties and and really identifying my passion for design. Not that graphic design wasn't where I started, but instructional design allowed me to marry and to merge my skills as a graphic designer into what would become the expert in instructional design. What ITT helped me do was one, get experience in teaching, but becoming the program chair allowed me to establish myself as leadership, as a department head, as a person who could help guide the curriculum, who could help develop the the plan the game plan for how we would get students through there and I think it it I can honestly say that it gave me one of the the most challenging challenging um experiences when it came to that space and that was when um, prior to the school shutting down when I had moved to Memphis I was no longer a a program chair but I still was teaching for them and they gave me an autistic student and that allowed me to demonstrate that I was someone who could do something that others couldn't do. I was able to connect with a student who was autistic. He had a version. He had a uh, Asperger's. Asperger's. I always say that wrong, but you might get catch my drift. He was very autistic He was, he spoke, but didn't speak to everyone. He didn't like to be bothered. He just give him what he wanted to do or he needed to do. And that was it. He didn't really communicate with anyone. However, by prior to the school shutting down, I was able to help that student not only earn his degree, but he also gave a 30 minute presentation. Now, There were some stipulations. There was no one else in the room and he did allow me to record it, but I could not record it with the camera in his face. It had to be off to the side where he didn't see it and he didn't look into it. But the simple fact that he allowed me to record him and that he spoke for 30 minutes about his work, answering questions and allowing me to help him explain the project's well, I shouldn't say help him explain, but I guided him into explaining the projects and why he did certain things for the project. The same way that any though, any one of us who have gone through uh, a traditional learning experience for design, graphic design, instructional design, you have a portfolio review. You must explain what you did, why you did it, how you did it. And that's essentially what he did was a portfolio review on camera. And the leadership of that school was amazed because they could not, some of them had not even heard him speak. Some of them had not even heard him um, say a few words to them the whole time. So it was amazing to them. And I say that to say this, you will have opportunities to prove yourself. So you don't always have to seek out that opportunity because They will come to you and you not even realize it. You may do something that will help someone that you didn't even realize is helping someone. But in helping someone, you prove to others that you are the person or the woman for the job. In doing those things, you can be simply doing what you love to do and doing it to the excellence that you can in proving that you are above average because you're the expert in what you're doing. And in doing that, you show that you are that person. But it also, in doing all of that, showed me that the young Liddell, the, the young creative cutie who worked hard to prove to the guys who were dominating the space that... I did belong, that I was worth giving a chance. It was in that moment of helping that student that I saw the value that some of my students saw in me and the words that I would do to encourage them. And most importantly, it was in my adulthood that I've now begun to trust God's process more and more. It is now in my adulthood that now opportunities are coming more rapidly and sometimes more frequently than I even expect myself. For example, just last July in 2020, 2022, I received an email and I've always been very leery of broken promises, I guess you can say. I received an email from a man who said you know I have an opportunity and I think you'd be perfect for it you know you could teach a class and I had just stopped teaching you know online so I'm like yeah let me look into this so to me teaching was you know getting the class from a from a program from a school and them asking you to do something and you go for it right well this was a different type of teaching this was writing the script and working with his his organization to build an online course. And I accepted it. I submitted my um, my audition tape, if you can say, so they can see how I was on camera. And they loved it. They wanted me to do more. And so that allowed me to see that okay, there's more to it. And it wasn't until I was standing in front of that camera, that it all began to hit me when the gentleman who was my director said his mother did the same things and she worked for LinkedIn and worked with Adobe, two places that I'd love to have a relationship with. So when he said that to me, my response was, oh, man, she's, she's in the space that I really want to get to. I'd love to connect with her. You know, I, I'm, I'm always trying to connect with experts that are where I want to be. And he said, correction, you are an expert and you are in that space. She's just on another platform. And I I had to realize in that moment that I was worth it. And that God's process was getting me in a place that I had spoken previously. And let me tell you, I had to go back to my, my 2022 vision board where I wrote very thing of speaking. I wanted to become a speaker. I wanted to become someone known as a Expert in the field. I wanted to increase my value. I wanted to increase my business. And in that moment, I realized that was taking place. So I say all that to say this your seeds have been planted, whether they were planted way back when you were a wee bit video thing or later on in life. You've got to go through the process. You've got to go through that. Find that time of searching and and really exploring your creativity, exploring where you belong in that space. And then when it comes to that maturity, that professional side of it, allow the process to happen. You're going to go through days where you really question yourself. Trust me, there's days, there have been times where I have had clients who have really gut punched me to a point where I questioned my own success. I questioned my business. I questioned if I really belonged because I, in that moment, felt as though they did not value me because of how they responded to my service, how they responded to my business, and how they responded to what I was trying to do for them. However, I had to go through that to realize that it wasn't me. It was them. I had to go through things like that. To realize that everybody is informing. I can help people. I can give people advice. I can coach them. I can tell them. I can share. However, the clients that are for me are the ones who are going to trust my skill, trust my knowledge, and trust that I am going to give them the best experience that I can possibly give. So, in the process of going through this plant, these planted seeds and go, and growing and and maturing and getting to where you you need to be, don't hesitate to to really search and find that process and trust the process. Trust the processes. Trust the process, because ultimately it is in that process you you get down in the weeds. You get down there and you do the hard times. And you do the hard work. And eventually you get to that point where things start to start to get easier. And before you know it, you're on the road to greater. Now, I will say, I'm still on that road to greater. That yes, things are happening and things are are taking place for me. And just when I think that, you know, it can't get no better, it gets better. So keep speaking that positively, keep searching with that creativity, try things try things try things even if you don't think you can do it it doesn't matter if you're great at it if you fail at it just that's not for me laugh and keep it pushing during 2020 I tried I tried some other thing I tried making epoxy stuff and I tried you know well the liquid art I did do and I like that actually found a studio here in Orlando so I'm gonna be going to that getting my membership there however That's something I can do outside of the house. I don't have to worry about the mess. That was the only thing about doing it at home. I don't want to do the mess. So, try things. But most importantly, have the time to really develop your process. Those seeds have been planted. Just because you don't see it now does not mean that you may not see it later. So, hopefully... I've sparked some more of that creativity, some more of that ideas, that encouragement, that empowerment, and you are ready to really keep keep going with this creative journey to become that creative cutie that you are. right cutie that ends our discussion for today i hope that something i've said has empowered you to flex your creativity in a way that makes you level up show up and glow up as your most creative self bringing out the best in you creatively until next time have a fabulous day being you see you next time